Welcome to Kicking Goals with Georgia Perry. I'm your happy host, Georgia. I'm a primary school teacher by day and empowerment leader by night. I love to chat, so I'm sitting down with incredible women to capture their stories. Be present, feel inspired and create change. This is how it goes. Hello and welcome back to season three of Kicking Goals with Georgia Perry. Today's episode is with the beautiful Cherie Tiglius. We'll be talking all things confidence, collaborating and building your business. Sherry is a well-known photographer here in Mandra and a wonderful mum to two beautiful cherubs. Sherry and I recently did a campaign together and she's a pleasure to work with. Today, I'm really excited to find out more about her story. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, Georgia. Thanks for having me and everyone listening as well. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. So we recently did a campaign together and I know I was absolutely shattered, but um, extra points to you. You've had the extra hard work. So how's it been going? Um, yeah, it's actually been interesting. I got held up a little bit because it's winter and everyone gets sick in winter and so much reshuffling around and whatnot. But um, I'm feeling a lot better and, and it's sometimes better to walk away and then re look at something and yeah. you go, wow, I didn't see that and that's going to work even better. Definitely. And I know um, university students out there, I definitely felt the same. You know, I'd walk away from an assignment and come back to it and I'd feel this new um, zest for it and new energy towards it. Do you do that a lot with your um, different campaigns and projects that you do? 100%. Especially when you get into an editing rut and you can't figure out why something's not working when it's always worked before. And I just find if I walk away... Go have some chocolate, maybe Hawaiian, <laughs> sleep it off. Go to F45, <laughs> that's it, go exercise, come back to it and I go, oh, it's a simple fix. Like, why didn't I see that before? Yeah, so true. So let's talk a little bit about this campaign and the idea behind it. Um, it was such a great experience to, I guess, go through the process with you um, of how you work with your people. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah, no worries. Well, um, when I work on one of these with a brand or um, a business as such, I like to get to know them, find out what it is um, they want to achieve with the product, um, the photos, video, whatever it may be. Um, understand a bit about who they're targeting, who, what's it for, um, and also, I guess, having a look at their brand as a whole, like how will it complement that and trying to reach that we're on the same page, essentially. So there's a bit of planning. I think when anything that's going to be really good or not much effort later on is to get the planning right and make sure everybody has the same vision and it's, it's on paper. Like you're literally yeah. looking at it, whether it's on your phone or on a okay. tangible piece of paper. You're all looking at that mood board, that theme, that objective and making sure that you stick to it. Yeah, and it was really cool to see the process. Um, so we met for coffee, spoke about um, our visions and where we wanted to take the campaign. And then you produced this amazing, I guess, report of the direction that we were going. And that was able to be shared with all the different brands that were involved. Um, and for those listening along, the idea behind the campaign was connect to connect all different businesses together um, from Mandra. And yeah, I think we started about 6.30 a.m. and finished about 6.30 p.m. So such a big, big day. day. <laughs> and, he, and, and that was literally sticking to the timeline. Like it, we, we had planned and done a run sheet, literally knew pretty much kind of what shots we were going to do for each location. Um, some of it, obviously, we went with what was going on at the moment and went with the authenticity of that. 
but it's really I find important to have that timing set up having someone on track with that to make sure that you aren't there till you know the next day because time just goes so fast when you're having fun it really does <laughs> and sometimes you just can't control the weather and we had some crazy um, winds and rains and things like that but you just got to roll with it mm, definitely so cool so the first question that I like to ask each guest is who are you inspired by okay um this is a tricky question for me as I suppose I'm not really inspired just by one person in particular uh, but I suppose by people who have the courage to follow uncertainty um, in the hope to achieve greatness. So what I mean by those is um, people who have the ability to be unselfish to help humanity um, and also those who followed their talent and passion and didn't live by the safe way. Um, I find that just incredible, especially when they've got to a point in their career where they're um, doing amazing and you just in awe that they took those risks and you can see the positive fairy tale ending, I suppose that's happening. Um, and also women who support other women. I find um, sometimes I don't really, it's quite disappointing that the opposite can be quite prevalent. Um, I see it in the mining industry where I work. I see it in the creativity industry. And it's just really um, amazing to see when it's the opposite, when women are really out there putting each other up those um, podiums. Um, and it's really sad to say that, that I'm amazed by that, but it's just literally what I find really, really inspiring. Yeah, I can really actually second that. I am um, in teaching, there's so much collaboration and so many sharing of resources, sharing of ideas and um, helping, I guess, the next door teacher get even better. So yeah, I really can connect well with what you just said. So nice. So you have so much experience across a range of different roles and industries. Can you dive a bit deeper into this? What? So where were you before you started at Alcoa? I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, wow. Um, yes, I've, I've literally done a bit in my life. Um, in, I started... I started chasing the dream of being a filmmaker originally when I went to uni. That was what I rolled in and um, I thought, oh, I'm going to be an amazing film director one day. Yes, you all have your dreams and your parents say, go for your dreams. Um, but sort of halfway through my degree, I kind of had this moment where real adult life hits you and you kind of question whether or not it's going to be a sustainable option um, and your parents start questioning your decisions about are you going to live as a you know 35 year old in a house forever um, so I kind of backpedaled a bit and went the safe option and I guess that's why I'm a bit inspired by people who didn't do that because yeah. I really wanted to take that risk but I was just too scared I was like I didn't know what I wanted I was like do I want a house do I want to travel I sort of realized, you know, if I'm going to buy a house and a lot of my friends were off doing trade. So I've seen them doing the adult thing and I'm kind of a bit envious, a bit nervous that I, I would be putting myself in a silly position, chasing a dream. I also knew that a lot of that involved leaving Western Australia and I wasn't really ready to do that. I've done so much traveling with my family and I finally had good friends and I just wanted to put some roots down. So I changed into marketing, well, more advertising and public relations. Uh, that led into event management because I hated writing and I didn't realize how much writing is in that course. It just wasn't a strong suit of mine. So I avoided like the plague. I only really like to do things that I'm kind of good at, I guess. <laughs> 
And then, um, yeah, so event management worked for me because I was all about logistics and time sheets and run sheets and, you know, whatever. So all the numbers. All the numbers, <laughs> all the spread, Excel spreadsheets, but also just time management. Like, I love the rush of trying to solve problems in a short period of time and, and then you get to create this amazing event and then you collapse in a pile crying the next day and then you do it all again the next day. It's you like know. you have an event hangover. <laughs> you do. And when I had like six exhibitions, so I was doing the Every Woman Expo, the Fremantle Boat Show, the Bunbury Home and whatever, and then there's two other ones in Perth. It was literally a year-round constant event and it was draining and it really is a lifestyle for some people and not so much for everyone. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was like, nah, I need to go find myself like every other generation Why? And um, I left that and took a break and within that break I met a man who owned a couple of salons um, and he was drowning in this promotion and this is when Scoop on, I don't know if everyone remembers when it first came out, it was like the end thing and um, he signed on not realising the impact it would have for his little small business so he just said, can you just come answer the phone? (laughs) That I can do. (laughs) I'm like, I can't do hair but I can answer a phone. So I went and gave him a hand and I saw these opportunities there, and I guess looking from an outsider perspective with logistics and you know solving problems as my thing, I saw opportunity and I said to him, you've got some talented staff here who are an amazing session stylist. Um, I like to take photos, let's go out and do some photo shoots. Um, then let's employ some more people. Let's open more time slots to get, be able to accommodate all these new customers that we have no choice but to legally serve now that you've yeah. done this promotion. Yeah. And let's just see how it rolls. Let's do after hours. Like people always have to stick to nine to five. Let's go beyond that. And we did a whole bunch of changes to the business. We did some awesome editorial shoots. We went out to the pinnacles even and just did like wicked fun shoots. We then, um, because we worked with a really good brand who was very focused on um, environmental stuff, we were able to tune into some charity events and did some like fashion shows and worked with the likes of some local uh, fashion designers who, like you know, now their stuff's in... New York Fashion Week. So it was a pretty cool time and a lot of fun and a lot of energy. And um, yeah, and some of the boys that um, I was working with in the salon, we managed to get them gigs on like the David Jones fashion shows when the, when Aveda had the contract and they got to work with, you know, some famous models out there. And it's just really like a big high and really exciting. Yeah. Loved it. Then I met a boy. Then you met a man. I met a man. <laughs> still call him a boy. He's younger than me. <laughs> and um, he lived in Mandra. And I swore I was not going to come back to Mandra. Like, I suppose a lot of us when we go to uni. <laughs> but um, came back to Mandra. thought, nah, for this to be sustainable, I need a job locally. Um, and I saw a digital marketing role going at Alcoa at Pinjara. And I thought, ah. Oh, I could probably do that. I think I can do that. Um, and I managed to get the gig and didn't think I would like it. I, I won't lie. I thought it was more about convenience for me. Like, yeah. I don't have to sit in traffic all the way to Perth. They're a really good company. I've heard amazing things. I'll just do it. Um, and I actually fell in love with the work because it was so versatile and fun. And, there was, and I got to use a lot of my photography and videography in my role, which made it even more fun because I got to learn and improve and go to workshops and develop in that area. I still have to do a lot of writing, which I <laughs> now I'm a lot better at um, because I'm challenged and I'm made to do it and I smile at it now. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, and then I went on maternity leave and I thought, oh, I just really want to explore that creative side of me a bit more and do some more personal stuff. So I started doing some personal projects um, and then I thought, I really, really love working with people and yeah. I love catching, capturing raw moments and just looking back at them going, oh, wow, you know, like that tells such a good story. And photography, it sounds like it's always sort of popped up for you in yes. different jobs. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I was always finding a way that it was coming through, but I could never work out how you would do it as, I suppose, just your job. And I, yeah. a bit of me was afraid to just jump right into that and have to do it for work because then you sort of get that pressure of taking on gigs that aren't representative of you because yeah. you need money. Yeah. And then your heart's not in and then you haven't really got that creative um, drive for it. And I, I think as a creative person, like any artist, can't paint something that isn't you. Like yeah. it, you can so tell true. it's not perfect. And how do you go about having that either hard conversation to, I guess, turning down work if it really isn't aligned with you? Um, I like to recommend people who I think would be better suited. So if there's that. other photographers out there who are that's their that's their jam, and they're gonna nail it, I'd much rather them go through that because not only will they have a positive like service as well experience experience yeah. they will love the end product and essentially why should I I don't want to do something that I've gotten got my heart and soul into it and not do the best job that I can do. And then that'd be reflective of me either. So I'd rather give that to someone who is better. And, yeah, and, yeah. and that's their thing. And people forget that just because you're a photographer, you can't take photos of anything and everything in every single style and whatnot. It's it's like being an artist. You paint a certain style because that's how you paint. That's your art. So as a photographer, you people that people need to also pick their photographer based on the work they do if that's the stuff they want done. Yeah, and I feel like Instagram's great for that. You can really definitely see the colours, the emotion of what people are capturing and you know, it's great for people who are having weddings or having an engagement party and to really start searching for their photographer. 100%. Yeah. So cool. So what does your average day diary look like now? Um, okay, well, <laughs> it's a bit all over the place. Um, on So two days a week, I'm back. I still work at Alcoa um, and I am pretty much doing... Dealing with the kids in the morning, which is hectic and chaotic for every mum out there. Um, drop them off, do work. Like yesterday, for example, I rocked in, got told you're videoing today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what are we doing? And just had to like act on the on on the um, foot like that. Just get to it, filmed it, edited, finished it by four p.m. Wow. Walked out the door, gym, got the kids, um, and then you know bed, bath, dinner, chaos, and then you start your day all over again. And then Georgia decides to slip in a podcast And then we got a podcast. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then tomorrow my day looks like drop the kids off, off to a styled shoot with the lovely Amy Marie photography and a Beautiful. whole bunch of style, like vendors for weddings. So we've got, like, every day is different. Um, some days I can be editing all day, which will probably be maybe some of my day tomorrow and Friday. It's just catching yeah. up. I've got a lot of stuff to catch up on. Um, and just... Literally, it's it's so random. Apart from Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I know I'm at Alcoa, but it's still going to be random when I walk through that door. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> Flexibility. Yeah, that's right. So I probably cut you off a little bit um, when you dived into starting your photography business, but can we jump back a little bit? Mm -hmm. Did you experience any forms of resistance in the early stages of starting your business up? 
Oh, probably firstly myself. Um, I have massive imposter syndrome. I think because I never finished in film and photography completely in my degree, I always feel like I could be way better than I am if I had that piece of paper. And I think that's just in my head. I feel like every time I get stuck on something, I'd be like, oh, if I just finished my course, I'd know the answer to that. But everyone I do speak to, it comes from experience. It comes from just getting behind the camera, just doing workshops, working with other people, asking questions. There's a million things to know and a course isn't going to give you everything. But in my head, I was stuck on that. So I was too scared. Like I was still probably nervous when a photographer asked me to photograph them. I'm like, no, pick someone else. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't know in myself, I feel like I'm not there yet. Like I still, and I think every artist is like that. You just always can do better. And you, you, you just, you know, you get a bit nervous. So I think that sounds like the attitude that you have to life. You know, you can always be getting better yeah. um, at every part of your life, I guess. Yeah, so 100%. I feel like I'm never going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was flicking through the, the photos that you just sent through, which are absolutely amazing. Like oh, the colours cool. are amazing. I could just feel the emotion from the day. And I looked at the run sheet that we that you had sent me before and I thought, like, you have literally produced what you said that you're gonna produce. So I think you're too hard on yourself. <laughs> well there you go. So that's my biggest resistance for me. Um and then I'm also gonna say probably um support. I think when I first started I was too scared to ask questions because I'd get shut down a bit. Um, and it wasn't because I wanted to copy someone or anything. It was just because... Sorry, I, do you mean in asking other photographers yes, questions? Yes, sorry, yeah, other yeah. photographers who were already established. Um, and a few I'd asked and I'd got shut down. So it really made me nervous about um, people's privacy, I guess, on some aspects, whether it be a location. And I completely understand why. Um, for some photographers and then but you know if you're not going to be there and you're going to go shoot a wedding it made me really nervous about um, where do I go like surely there's someone who can give me a bit of a hand like what they would recommend and so there was a bit of that and I just I totally get it but at the same time I was really it sort of put a negative spin on the industry I felt really isolated very lonely I had all these questions I was going into an industry where I was kind of winging it based on what my wedding photographer did when I got married yeah and at the time, I thought that was the right stuff. But then in hindsight, I go, oh, my God. <laughs> there are so much better ways to do this. Yeah. And it's only been through meeting the right photographers who are willing to be part of a network, who are really they are all about community rather than competition. Yeah. And it's been amazing. And now I actually love it. I'm not as nervous about taking on gigs that, you know, I might need help with or yeah. another photographer to come along. I'm like... Bring it on. Basically. And you bought the beautiful Amy Marie on for our campaign. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, when we first started this campaign, it was going to be a little bit different. It was originally just a sort of branding shoot. I wanted to see if that was sort of the industry stuff that I wanted to do more of because I do do it at Alcoa, but um, I wanted to have a bit more, I suppose, local businesses as well, smaller businesses, even um, Instagram influencers, you know, that kind of thing. And we worked on this, and then um, next minute, it's <laughs> it's a getaway from Andrew on um, a video. So welcome to WA. Where the bloody hell are you? Exactly. And I was like, I can't just do this on my own and do it justice. I I had to put my hand up and go. I need help. So I I met Amy at a workshop, and she and I. She seemed like a really nice, cool chick, and I rang her and I just said, mate, any chance you're free, it's, you know, going to be a whirlwind. I'm not sure 100% how well it's going to go, but I need someone there to bounce off ideas. I need someone there to 
um, help me with some videoing and she was like ah because you know that's not completely her field she's all all photography and I was like you're gonna be fine we're gonna do this we're gonna, gonna do, do it, it together well. <laughs> and uh, she did such an amazing job she even got in front of the camera I mean she hates that and she volunteered to be well maybe she got told she had to sit in front of the camera but it was good it was a lot of fun and it was just like a nice day out to and get to learn each other's styles and stuff too and since then, you guys have continued working together, is that right? Yeah, well, exactly. Tomorrow we have a style shoot that we're, um, Amy has this vision and it's going to be amazing. And um, I get to play with her drone tomorrow, so I'm so excited. So, yeah, like we, we, we've, we've um, really bonded and it's been a good friendship that's come out of that. So it's been awesome. So beautiful, so lovely. And being a photographer and working for yourself, what tools do you use to generate clients um, and jobs, I guess, in the beginning when you don't really have that big influence um, online and the following? What did you use in the beginning? Um, so I originally thought I'd go traditional advertising and went and joined some directories and you sort of pay a subscription and they have you registered. And it does give you some rating on Google because a lot of it, you know, you're trying to get your um, business to come up when people are searching. Um, and then I sort of, I, you know, I, I felt like, how do I show people what I'm doing if I don't really haven't done it much of? So I think it was really important to do some shoots. So whether you go and approach some people you know who are comfortable in front of the camera or you um, put, you reach out to other wedding photographers and say, hey, do you need a hand? I'd love to come and shoot as a second shooter. So you don't necessarily um, get to say that you did the wedding but it gave you experience it gave you some networking and then um that was really good you could meet other people who might like your personality sometimes it's not just about the photos with the bride it's also about whether they like you like yeah we got to spend 12 hours today together um and if you have a real connection with that person they'll be like yeah here you are um and then once i'd done a couple of weddings it was from those weddings you get the next sort of couple of weddings um and then there's always guests sitting in the crowd watching the photographer yeah. being like who's that yeah I'm like, and then you're like oh she was all right i like the yeah. photos we'll go with that um but also um yeah i think i started with that and then obviously um doing these style shoots like we're doing tomorrow as well it sort of gives people a chance to see some of the stuff that you can do when you don't always have control over how the wedding is going to be so a lot of the time it's the bride's vision it's you know you, you sort of trying to work within their run sheets not always the best time that they pick to get married and for photography wise not so much for them and their day and their people um so it's really important to do this type of stuff so you can show in your portfolio what you are capable of doing and then when you do get the client ideally that is attracted to that stuff then you can sort of say hey we can make this happen but it has to be at this time or it needs to be let's go find an epic location let's do this let's do that so you can then work a bit more on it together um, and then, yeah, recommendation, I guess, is the biggest thing. And especially, um, yeah, when people do get married, they don't know, they're not sure about a business, they will ask someone, be like, hey, you use them, what were they like? So I think yeah. it's really important that client experience is top loser because if you, if you have a bad experience, you remember 100% how it made you feel. Feels, yeah. And you can't yeah. get rid of that feeling. We're just human, that's it is. So if you've had a really negative experience at a place, anywhere, you can't shake it. And you were always zoning on that. And if someone asked you, you'd be like, nah, 
yeah don't go there or that negative energy towards it yeah yeah yeah, so it's really important i think to and yeah so i I, I went all that way now it's all the instagram isn't it but it's basically the same thing you're just putting your portfolio out there electronically yeah and people get to see that and there's a million other things like don't get me wrong there's paid advertising people do there's seo stuff on your website there's a whole bunch of stuff like any other business would need to do Wow, so much knowledge. <laughs> so I guess being behind the lens so much, do you um, ever forget to put yourself on Instagram to show people who's behind the lens? How does it work? Yes, I just struggle looking at myself. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. You're bloody beautiful. <laughs> you know, I always look awkward. I'm like, how do these people do these reels? And they look, they just work it. And I'm like, look, it's so bad. I do try. I'm trying more. Um, because obviously, again, photography in some aspects is very personal, especially family stuff or weddings, and they do want to see who you are, and they want to, and, and also you want to show up how you are there as you are in person. You can't be two different people because then when they do have that client experience with you in person, they're gonna be like, oh, she is not like her Instagram, and it's kind of disappointing. Like, and I've had that experience before. I've gone to shoots expecting something of that photographer because they've been, like, all the hype and, you know, they they do amazing online, their online presence. And then when I've met them, they've been a completely different personality. They've been quiet or they don't look exactly the same. And it it does kind of have a little bit of disappointment. You're almost like meeting a celebrity, an actor who's played a character and you're in love with that character and then you find out that the polar opposite in real life and you're just, like... feeling disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, it's so disappointed in you. (laughs) And it's the same thing. So it's really important to be authentic. Yeah, definitely. And do you have any, I guess, (laughs) tips for people who may be feeling a little bit anxious about putting themselves online, um, but I guess they want to show their followers, you know, what they're about? Do you have any, I guess things that they could start with? I think the get your number one tip, number one on tip, a reel. get your husband on a reel. Everybody loves it when you take the piece out of your husband. <laughs> no, that, don't start with, hi, I'm so-and-so. I feel like that gets you bogged straight away. Like yeah. literally just pretend you've already said that and go straight into what you want to talk about. Um, have Have a purpose for the post. Don't just get on there because you think you need to get on there because... No one wants to, listen, you know, watch something that's pointless. Yeah. So maybe you could show them how to do something. So, um, you know, doing the, like I did one where I wasn't actually on it physically, but I was talking and... Oh, um, I love those voiceovers. Yeah, you do a yeah, voiceover. Yeah. They can hear your voice. That's, you know, start. You might do a, uh, you could do um, some photos of yourself in a, like a, a reel that sort of flashes. So they see you, but you're not necessarily talking to start as well. Um, and then, yeah, I reckon just literally do behind-the-scenes stuff straight away so they can see you in action. They see how, how you look at when you work. Um, and you can get a really cool tool. Um, it's uh, actually Amy showed us at a workshop. And it like, attaches to the top of um, your camera yeah. if you are a photographer, and it holds your phone. So you can record oh, what cool. you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. and just save some time then. Love that. Um, and then you can put it on you know, you know, can put it on a tripod or you can just have it positioned and, and you can do some work as well. Um, but, yeah, I think also having – just work on your personality strengths. So if you're a talker, talk. If you're not a talker, maybe don't talk. Just do <laughs> <laughs> something else. Just do some, like, reels with, like, nodding and, yeah. you know, like a lot of people like to do. But I really do – I really do believe that taking people on a journey 
is so important. Mm. You know, making your behind the scenes really fun and showing people the things that they actually wouldn't necessarily see. Mm. And I think we had a lot of fun with that with our campaign, which was, yeah, really lucky to have Amy on board so she could take a lot of the behind the scenes photos and videos. Definitely. And I guess the next question is, how do you balance everything? How do you balance having two kids working at Alcoa and having a photography business? You lower your standards. <laughs> Seriously, I was the biggest neat freak at home. I had everything, you know, dishes were done before I went to bed. Like I was just so, I was a morning person. So I was up, start the day, get, you know, get onto it. Um, I don't necessarily balance everything. I don't watch TV, which I never really indulge in. I, yeah, I'd love to, but it, as soon as I start doing that and getting into those habits, I find that I just run out of time and I yeah. don't feel as motivated. So for me, it's about prioritizing your time, being organized. So I sometimes cook dinner for the whole week if I know that I'm going to have a lot of things on because yeah. I literally, it's the only way I'm going to get to the gym after work and it's the only way I'm going yeah. to get to a shoot if I need to get to a shoot is if I can remove the thought about what's for dinner. It's amazing how much time is consumed about what we eat, when we eat. Like yeah. it's the energy that's wasted. So yeah. I try and solve that process, get organized. And it's yeah. simple stuff. Like it's, you know, I cook a couple of meals, shove it in the fridge. It's not like it's meal prep, like insanely. Um, and I I find as well making time for social interactions important because as you just get burnt out, you forget who you are as a person and your friends, you know, like you don't want to drop those relationships just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, and also, I guess, stop comparing yourself. I get really, really um, bogged down sometimes when I go, oh, look at that person. They're doing this gig. They're doing this. They're doing that. I feel like I'm missing out. I'm getting massive FOMO and I want to be at that level that they are. But I need to take a step back and realize that I have two little kids and mm. where I am in my life is so different to where they are in their life. And you can't compare because we're, if they were me in my position, they may not be doing what they're doing. Yeah. Or they may have an army of support from their family, whereas I don't have that luxury. So you kind of can't compare apples with bananas. Like yeah. you need to really... There's a really nice saying, and um, I think Julian Pace says it a lot, and he says, stay in your own lane. And I just like imagine driving a car and, you know, literally just keeping to the lines and just doing your own thing. Don't worry about indicating and overtaking that car if you don't have to, you know, yeah. and just doing your thing and being who you are. 100% because, you know, there's no race to the end of life. Like you enjoy it. That's the main thing is trying to find that balance that you are happy. Yeah. And, you know, and whether that is having hanging out on the boat with your family or doing a campaign or um, going talking to the gym, podcast. talking on a podcast, <laughs> do stuff that makes you happy, yeah. not because other people are doing it or it seems like it's going to get you somewhere or whatever because yeah. you're just always going to be chasing something that you're never going to be satisfied with. So true. And I remember um, at the start of the year, I was I was really reflecting and I thought, you know, you know, I'm, I'm feeling happy, but I was feeling really happy when I was doing the podcast and connecting with young women doing amazing things. And so I thought, you know, I have to actually make that a priority. Like I, I want to commit to another season. And so that's, I guess, the exact reason why I'm here is because mm -hmm. connecting with women, it brings me happiness and being able to share other people's stories. So, yeah, yeah really yeah. special. Um, what does the rest of 2021 look like for you, Sheree? 
wedding season. <laughs> um, yeah, it's busy, um, especially because I'm back at Alcoa now um, after my second round of maternity leave and I can't help myself. I'm a massive yes person, so I already start seeing myself taking on things. Um, and Wait, can I just ask, sure. do you have a vision board? I don't. You need to get yourself I need a vision board. I feel board. like anything that you put out there, you're manifesting. So. I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, no, everything's just accidentally happening. <laughs> the universe is listening. I swear, I swear Facebook's listening because every time I say something, it comes up on my newsfeed. I'm like, there is no way they knew that. Um, that dress. I need to get that dress. <laughs> Subliminal messaging out there. But um, yeah, no, look, there's... Um, weddings because we're getting out of winter and into spring and summer so there's a some down south up in perth um so i'm looking forward to that i kind of do a lot of prep for that and um try not to take on too much other stuff during that time but then everything always does pop up and people ask me so yeah got a bit of that got um a couple of styled shoots set up as well which is awesome i love doing that kind of stuff it's fun um, it's like playing dress up with your friends and taking photos. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I also just don't know. <laughs> and the I, unknown. Which the is unknown is, is exciting and scary at the same time. Um, and so, if you need a photographer, <laughs> hit Sheree up. <laughs> Do it. I love a surprise. Well, actually, how can we find you on Instagram and follow your journey and get in contact if we need you? So I'm really confusing, and I'm still working out my way around this but I try I've tried to separate some of my Instagram stuff so that it's it's sort of if you're looking for that that's what you go to rather than um, having everything and you know the whole gram looking pretty is frustrating sometimes because you have to separate it a bit um, so that takes time too, trying to manage two of them. But I've got um, at Festoon Photography, that's a lot more um, of wedding and corporate stuff and, um, yeah, just random stuff on there. Um, and then I've got Photographer, which has a lot more of my family sessions um, and a bit more of that kind of vibe on there. Um, ask, yeah, just shoot me an email at um, festoonphotography at gmail.com. Where does the name come from? I was just thinking that. It comes from, so for me, taking photos of a wedding, you are being a storyteller of the whole day. So you're taking little bits from here, little bits from here, little bits from here, and videography is pretty much the same as well. And you're stitching it together, um, which is basically similar to the art of festooning. So the idea is you've got these little bitty bits and you stitch them all together to create yeah, an experience or a, a yeah, story. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, so that's where it comes from. And also I'm obsessed with festoon lights. <laughs> so cool. So nice. And that brings that warmth and that energy and that yeah. feeling to your photos. So yeah. nice. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations of books, podcasts or courses that you have been on? Um, where you can share with our listeners. Sure. Um, so, okay. Um, Books-wise, I'm terrible for making time for reading. Um, that's probably why I'm terrible at writing. Um, <laughs> but I would say I read a book back in the day when I was doing some regional management um, for a retail brand as well. Um, it was called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, and... I suppose one t one key takeaway from that for me was um, to synergize. So combining strengths of people through positive teamwork, so as to achieve goals that no one else could do have done alone. So that's that whole collaboration thing. I just feel like 
you, you can take something good and then you have all these different perspectives and all these different skill sets and all these different resources and you come together and boy, that can be freaking amazing. So I love that from that. That was really um, um, important for me, that takeaway. Um, if you're into photography workshops and courses, I would definitely say get in touch with Venture Photography. They're based in Perth um, and the guy who is the that delivers the course is called Seng and he is just amazing. He can talk to you on any level. So whether you're an experienced photographer or not, I mean, I went to a workshop once where there was a super duper experienced Perth photographer and I was like, she's doing this workshop. What am I doing here? But it was good to see that even, doesn't matter how much experience you have, these workshops are adaptable and they... And you can always continue learning. 100%. So they're really good. They're inexpensive. They've also got different... Um, sort of timing so they're short courses or long courses so they're yeah. brilliant for any person um i would say um if you are also wanting to uh do some more workshops as a wedding photographer in particular join the common folk they're an amazing networking group on instagram and they run different workshops in perth and southwest areas and I love them they're just cool like they're really cool uh, and also follow Jai Long on Instagram he does a wedding conference each year which is just amazing you get to reach out to to all these different wedding photographers around the world and they all just talk about their business how they did it what they do they just let it all out and it's just so inspiring and amazing so cool you're actually the second person to recommend Jai Long which yes. is so cool. So Coco from Coco Studio Design, she's a graphic designer, um, and she went to one of the wedding photographer workshops. She went and she said, I'm not even a wedding photographer. I just want to come because I've heard about you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he must be amazing. He is just amazing. And his whole life story, like, he came from a pretty rough background and to just the passion and he's just addictive. Just You just have to, you have to. Go and experience. You go and experience, Joe. He is amazing. Um, Podcast-wise, I would say from a photographer's perspective, um, go listen to Gina Militia's podcast, So You Want to Be a Photographer. She talks to all sorts of different photographers from, you know, different styles and they all have um, advice on how they got the shots that they did. And, I mean, I learned, right, with bird photography, for example, if a bird wags its tail a little bit and does a shit, it's about to take off because it poos to lighten the load to take off. So that's oh, when that's you know how to get that shot yeah. as they're taking off. So <laughs> just stuff like random shit like that that you learn. Sorry. What's the shit? <laughs> 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 Literally. But she's also got this really ochre Australian accent, so it's just really cool to listen to because you think, you know, you're going to listen to this health professional or whatever. And, I like mean, very she, scripted. Yeah, but she's just really real and it's just really addictive to listen to. Um, but, yeah, so they're pretty much um, some my recommendations. Love it. And to finish, do you have a quote or a saying that you like to live your life by? Um, I would say, um, while you can't control how people treat you, only you can control how you react and how you let it affect you. So I think that's taking control over a situation. So you might, in any industry, feel like you're, um, you know, it could be putting your heart and soul into something and they might not like it or um, people might be saying negative things or whatever. And just to remember, like, the only person really who has control of how that's going to affect you is yourself. So true. 
And what a beautiful note to finish today's podcast on. Thank you, Cherie, so much for sharing your knowledge, sharing your wisdom and sharing your experiences with us. And thank you to the beautiful listeners for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. And we would love it if you could share this episode to your Instagram story and tag both of us um, so we can share Cherie's story with more people. Thanks for having me, Georgia. And thanks everybody else for listening and putting up with me. (laughs) Thanks, Cherie. Have a fabulous day and go and kick some goals.